When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is hour two of the Thursday Lori and Julia show, and it is October 1st, which means we've freshened up the rewards, the MyTalk 1071 listener rewards. So get on there, listen on the app, listen on the stream, register, and you'll be eligible this month for stuff like the streaming sampler pack, AirPods, MyTalk gear, restaurant gift cards, and more. Ooh, very. That's that's good. Oh, I need those AirPods. Do I don't you guys have, any, have them? No, because they were super expensive, There's, and I know I'm going to lose them. I instantly. know, right? But I guess people say they don't lose them. Do you have them, Brittany? No. I'm I'm a hot mess. I you've seen my bag. Like she's traveling with a oversized leather bowling bag. Yeah, I think you're right though. Like I never bought expensive sunglasses until I and then I got because I figured I'd lose them or step right. on them. And then I bought you know prescription shades, and now I take care of them and I I'm never, careful about. You're them. right. I that is so true because once we started working with Envision, mm-hmm. I would buy expensive glasses and I'd never lose them. Except right. for my favorite pair at Super America, which is SA Speedway. Two years ago after the State Fair, I was so bummed. Rest but in peace. You don't, you don't lose things that you really like. That's true. Like your car. It's hard to lose <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. Your but child. Your yeah. child. Yeah. Um, someone just told me they forgot their kids somewhere. They had five kids and they forgot one somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of kids to remember. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Hmm. So you were talking yesterday how you like scary movies and that we should just be focused on Halloween and everything. And I would love it if people would call us at 651-641-1071. What is the all-time scariest movie for you? And and what is it? Here, I'm going to give you mine because I don't watch them anymore. Yeah. Um, But these were two experiences. Growing up, I thought The Birds was the scariest movie. But again, there are, you know, three channels. Yeah. It was in black and white. I thought the birds, the music, the setting. Have you guys even seen the yeah, birds? It yes. is haunting. Uh, I that, saw it as a kid and I thought it was very scary. Very scary. It messes with you for sure. There's definitely a lot of like hiding in, in, in that like near, you know, danger and that, right. that anticipation and, of danger. And it was very scary. It was. And then I went... To see Children of the Corn. OMG, that's probably, scary. By myself, probably because Why? I think I was going to see Terms of Endearment, but it was sold out. I lived in Arizona at the time, and it's middle of the day, and I just wanted to see a movie. So yeah. I end up, I didn't know Children of the Corn was scary. I just thought, oh, I'll just go to this movie instead. I thought I was going to die. It's That one that is, is 
so scary. That is so scary. I mean, I have vivid memories of that one and that town that has no adults in it. I mean, that that is it's so funny because when people say like they don't like scary movies and you say you start out with that one. That's that's a scary movie. All right. So let's chat with Denise and see what um, her scariest movie was. Hey, Denise. Hey. Hi. Thanks for hanging out with us. How are you today? Doing great. How are you? We are so good. All right. So what is your number one scariest movie? You know, it traumatizes me from the get-go when I saw it as a teenager. The Exorcist, the original one, the first oh, one, yes. always gives me chills. It's That day. comes in like at number two on the on one of, you know, the lists that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen it. Do you, Does it hold up today? Absolutely. And do you put yourself through the pain of watching it every once in a while? Absolutely. <laughs> I love every it. Halloween, I got to try it out again. And love. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Denise. Oh, Thank my you. gosh. What about for you, Brittany? What's yours? See, I think there's something about when you see them at a young age, it really imprints on you. And Pet Cemetery really imprinted on me. Like... A freakish amount. To this day, it even was brought up, and I'm I kind of shut down. I've never seen it. It's so scary. Yeah, but ne- the ones I've seen lately, Hereditary is so scary. Hereditary is really well done as well. Um, All right, we got to look at that one, Patty. Um, Rocco, are you learning how to use the phones? I, this is all something big. Poor Rocco. We're all learning another job around here. He's doing a great job. So, Patty, hi. Hi. Uh, so it's got to be the original Carrie. Oh, mm. I did see that. That yeah. was horrible. It's just, it, I mean, it's funny, it's touching, <laughs> it's sad, and it's also scary as hell. Yes. I, anybody younger listening that has not never seen it, you need to watch it. It's timeless. Yeah, and it's with Sissy Spacek, right? She's amazing in that, yep. I have not seen... Now, that one I could go back and watch. I don't think... Do it. I think you could do that one. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but that last little thing at the end slayed me. Like, I was... (laughs) Like, I definitely had to go change pants. I was so Change the sheets in her pants. Thanks for calling, Patty. All right, Angela. Angela, what is your scary, scary movie? Hey, Angela. Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling. My scariest, my scariest movie is Jaws. <gasps> the original first Jaws. It ruined life. <laughs> it ruined life. That's so interesting. And what is it about it that was so scary for you? Just everything. Just the the ocean ever in my life because of that movie. Um just everything about it that when the kids were out on the on the, uh, the little sailboat and about yep. to get eaten and just everything you're just on edge the whole time you're watching that movie. I would agree. It, it's funny, Angela, you sound like you're 9,000 miles away and calling from Mars, but we, we've we heard you. But I have to admit, I was just with my friend Shannon, and she won't go on a cruise ship because of Jaws. <laughs> so the Jaws impact, yeah, it ruined it for us. I mean, like I had an above-ground pool, and I couldn't go in it. <laughs> I mean, it ruined life. So I'm so with you, Angela. All right, so let's talk to um, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi, hon. Hi, what's your scary movie? The original Halloween. Oh, that comes in on this list, too. Okay. Oh, I was 14 years old, and I had to babysit the next night. Oh, no. <laughs> it still scares me. Did you call your parents while you were there? No, but my boyfriend wanted to come over, which made it even scarier. Oh, that sounds <laughs> terrifying. 
Was his I name Jason? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I think age has something to do oh, with for it. Sure. That's interesting. So Halloween, I I have to admit, I don't think I've ever seen that one. I that'd be a good one to see. I think that one in Jaws I saw too late where it kind of lost their feet. They lost their, yeah, yeah, yeah. their impact. All right, we've got a couple more here. Let's talk to Mark. Mark, what's your scariest movie? I don't know if I want to call it my scariest movie, but it's one that's been most compelling and profound to me, and that was Jeepers Creepers. Oh, that was, yes. uh, I mean, I was an adult when I saw it, still an adult now. Are you sure? That was the first movie, well, debatable, absolutely. (laughs) But that was the first movie I've ever seen that the bad guy won, right? Oh, Oh, see, and that's... Total 180 of the traditional Hollywood, Disney, Marvel, whatever you want to call it, right. movie. And, like, it, it, like it builds you and builds you and builds you to the end. You're like, how the heck are we going to win? We, the good guys. Yeah, right. Because right. we're humanizing the victims, right? Yeah. Which is the right thing. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> at the end, the guys, uh, spoiler alert, the guy's putting on his skin practically. Yeah. And his eyeballs. Yeah. Like, that, that movie is good. And I would have to say that's an example of actual horror because most horror movies don't end well. And once in a while, horror movies hit mainstream. And that's a good example of one where we're like, what? A, wait a minute. Like, he's is Iron Man going to go punch him in the face? Like, what? That's right. a great example. Yeah. We might have to see that one sometimes. Thanks for your call, Mark. Okay, so we've got time for one more. Shirley, you've got the last word on this. Shirley, what's your scariest movie? The Exorcist by far. Yep. Mm. We've got two votes yep. for that. And that comes in overall as number two on so many lists. Yeah. How old were you when you saw it? I was probably about eight when my parents <gasps> took us to a drive-in <gasps> theater. So what kind of parenting? Watching Linda Blair's head <gasps> around. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Did you thank them for ruining your life? <laughs> I Seriously, I had nightmares for weeks and just getting up in the middle of the night thinking that I was being attacked oh, or whatever. No. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Wow. That is really young. Yeah. But I don't know that... There was so much, I feel like the rating system was completely different back in the day and things were inappropriately shown to much younger people. But I mean, eight eight years old, that's really young. And were you one of the younger siblings? Yes, I was the youngest. See, then that just happens. That happened to me. You just get wrangled and they go, she can handle it. Just wrangle her in. Everyone else says it's okay. Thanks for your call, Shirley. Have a good afternoon. Nobody wants to I, stay home with babysitter or whatever. Just I, bring her with. I bet. Oh, my gosh. That's so young. All right. We got to take a quick break. Thanks, everyone. Um, those are a lot of good, scary movies. I know. I, I love know. it. All right. We'll be back to, um, you know, talk to you and give you some random thoughts. We'll be right back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's all it is. All right, so we were just talking about the scariest movies, and one of the, I think one of the things that happened is it depends on when you saw them in your life, Mm -hmm. but on my list, number one was Omen, then The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw, The Shining, Alien, Ring, Funny Games, Blair Witch Project, The Thing, and The Thing. Uh, I I forgot about... Uh, the Ring. That one was very scary. And then Paranormal Activity. The first one I saw was in theaters on a date. And I didn't want to go on a second date with that guy because I was associating with that. 
Oh, that's fine. Because it was so scary. That, was, that, that sounds scary. That it sounds was. scary. Okay, so here's something cool that we, we may or may not have known. Rocco, you might have known this because you're the big music guy. Okay. Is that Bob Marley gave a songwriting credit to No Woman, No Cry to a man named Vincent Ford who ran a soup kitchen in Jamaica. It was his way of making sure it would be funded forever. Wow, did not know that. Isn't that kind of cool? That's and that, of, I mean, how many copies of Bob Marley Legend no have been sold? Woman, no cry. Oh, that album. I don't yep. know about you, but in the 90s when I went to college, any any party I went to at St. Thomas, there would either be the yep. Bob Marley Legend playing or Steve Miller Band's Greatest Hits playing. Oh, okay. And so every time, you know, that album got sold, the Soup Kitchen guy got a little slice. That's he did. Good. That's awesome. He did. That's But that was the soundtrack. My kid's school teacher, one of his, his, he had a school teacher, both boys, Mr. Piney, and he would do to Buffalo Soldier, and everyone would have a part in it. It would be his way to calm down the class at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. It was just wild. That is wild. And both of them just love it. So it was kind of a cool thing. All right. So by age 70, I'm not there yet, you guys. We are so, well aware. Right? But your body will have shed 105 pounds of skin. Oh. That's kind of a gross. I kind of, I like that. Think That's about very it. You'll, random. Uh, you'll be lose, losing weight. Once. It's a good one for October. That's right. They're very, very random. Okay, so um, let's see. Here's um, here's a good random. All right, well, I'm just going to tell you this because hmm. a couple weeks ago, I don't think either of you were working with this show yet as we have such an active door here. Yes. Um, Someone broke a Guinness World Record eating like nine jelly donuts in like 10 minutes. And I thought, or in six minutes or something. And I thought, that is so easy. I could totally. That's so easy. All right, maybe it was five. I mean, it was a really small number of jelly donuts. And I'm like, I could totally do that. Then my friend's like, you could just do a pint of ice cream. I could eat so many, because ice cream doesn't fill you up. So I thought these would be really good Guinness Book of World Record things I could do. Yeah. Holly was going to bring in the donuts. Lori. Lori's like, okay, but I don't think it can happen because you don't like them that much. And so we were just kind of obsessed with this. But then I came across this one, and this is one I know I can't do. Okay. So this woman named Nikki Patterson has um, won, just won a Guinness World Record for the most tattoos of the same person. She has 16 different tattoos of Eminem on her body. Of Marshall Mathers Eminem. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> she has 52 huh. overall stats, but 28, 28 are based on Eminem, but 16, which she won the record for, is the most portraits of the same person tatted on her body. And she chose Eminem. Eminem. Interesting. Because her life changed the first time she heard him. Bum, I have bum, to say, bum, bum, the first bum, time bum, I heard bum. that song, I mean, that was pretty Knees weak, arms are heavy, mom's spaghetti. I I mean, that was a... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's that was still, a banger. That is still is a great song. But what, the first one, the first big one was the I'm Slim Shady. Yeah, yeah, I'm Slim Shady. All the other Slim Shady's are just imitating. So won't the Slim please stand up? He is pretty talented. He, he is, is talented. so talented. I have zero tattoos of Eminem. I don't know about you guys. Well. I, well there's always time. There's okay. always time. But you got to get, if you want 17. the record, you need 17. 17. Please go get 17 <laughs> and put our show on the map, Rocco. Okay. You can do that. Okay, so um, we're already talking about Christmas, even though we're in the month of Halloween. Of course. And I, I think a lot of those online pages are having their big days. We don't mention their names unless it's Target. Um, you know, having big blowout days this yeah, yeah. month. Um. Here is what people are saying. Yeah. People are going to be shopping earlier. Okay. Spending more money. Yeah. Um, and um, determined via gift giving to make this the best holiday season possible. So they're like, we are going to save this with money. Basically. But what scares me is now the holiday time. If you've got people who have in your life are different age groups. Yes. And everyone's been social social distancing and afraid already. How's that going to look at Thanksgiving? And how's that going to look at Christmas? I yes. mean, it's, I mean, those are two big. It's terrifying, but it's sad. But we don't want to leave anyone behind. So we're just going to give them gifts. So we're just going to drop some gifts off at their house, let it sit out for two days, <laughs> then bring in your PlayStation Four. Right? Is that the big one this year? That's a that is a big one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Isn't it a PS5? Oh, I'm sorry. Is, oh. is that what it is now? I thought it was Isn't four. Isn't it? That's the thing. Oh, gosh. We're already at four. He's now got this the Christmas kids. is going to be He's got five, a young. Oh, you're right. Xbox. Oh, I'm big. Don't tell my nephews. Oh, they they know about it. I'm they, Xbox. I have an Xbox One. I love it. I play it all the time. So I don't know PlayStation. What games do you play? I mean, I play a lot of Red Dead Redemption. I run around as a cowboy. Why? I've heard that's super fun. It's so fun, and I just want to hear the judgmental thoughts I'm, in Julia's head right now. I pretty much run around fake killing deer and skinning them. That's it. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. are you going to do um, a lot of presents, you think, this year? No, I took looked at my kids, and I said, you had a great year last year. Because I did. I went all out on one of them, like, yeah. big time, bigger than big. Yeah. Because I just wanted him to have something he wanted so bad. And it was way out of my price range. So I'm like, did you? And he, they're like, Mom, we don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. I it's like just... giving presents, though. I like to do that. Me so too. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Everything. Everything. Who can see? Who can say? When we come back, we're going to have one of our favorites. And another person who is soon to be one of our favorites joining us. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on MyTalk 1071. Right, thanks, guys, for hanging out with us on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. We are delighted right now be, to be joined by Michael Matthew Farrell, who's the artistic director of Alive and Kickin', and Sandy Boren Bartlett. You both have three names. Um, the artistic director for Stages Theater Company. Hi, gang. 
Hey, Hi. how's it going? It's going good, and I understand. There is so much green space around here. You can pull your car up. You can listen from the outside. And actually, there's a chance that because it's being a little bit cooler yes. and yet awesomely beautiful here in Minnesota, um, that we might have some no-shows. So if people really want to see the show, I would encourage them to come by. And then also at Stages Theater Company, on our wall outside is a projection called A Piece of My Mind. And it is a, a projection an artist uh, did called John Notner uh, that he took photos of people and asked the question, what do you want to say uh, on the corner of 38th and Chicago the day after the murder of George Floyd? Right. So that George Floyd exhibit. Is a, is a walking projection exhibit that people can uh, view uh, by going to Stages Theater Company, and um, you'll see it on the side of our building. So there's a lot of activity for people to participate in. And just because we say it's sold out, right? It's like it's likely there'll be room. Well, that's that's what a lovely position to be in, though, right now. And and I think it's so wonderful that you're bringing it outside because it's an important message. And I was looking, um, Michael, at at the team that's going to be representing um, Alive and Kicking, and it yeah. was fun to see some of our friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That we've worked yeah. with in the past because what a great group and and what a great idea having um, the youth write to the elderly and and talking about this conversation about peace. Is there some story that you could kind of share that really kind of has touched you all? Oh, man. Well, you know what? There's a million. I, you know, if you take these two generations, I obviously, you know, some of our members and peace to them initially meant like, let's not be at war right. with another country. Right. And then, and then you take some of these youth and peace to them is, I want to go to school and not be bullied. Right, right. There, it's a very different uh, view of what peace is, and and yet they found such common ground. And um, the most important and most impactful thing about it was each of these generations really and truly listened oh. to each other. How and amen was, to that. It was unbelievable, and yeah. at a time right now where where we really need to be listening to our young people mm-hmm. um, and to amplify their voices and let them know that it, they matter. This project has mattered so much. And Michael and I were dedicated to letting them have this in this time when we all need it. That is so cool. So the performances are going to be outdoors at the Hopkins Park. Mm-hmm. The area yep. closest is sold out, but there may be some peripheral peripheral yeah. viewing. Yeah. Masks are yeah. mandatory. Bring yeah. your own chair. Bring a blanket. But what time yeah. of the day are the performances at? Oh, it's real easy. Six o'clock um, Friday, Saturday, and then a two o'clock Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Got it. So there's no performance tonight. There is tonight. Well, it's our it's our first preview. We went to do a run through last night and got rained out. So. Oh gosh! All right, <laughs> I don't want to give it away then. Preview. Oh, you oh. guys, but Julia, if you want to come see this show, you reach out to Michael or I. We'd love oh, to. Oh yeah, thank you. Of course, but I just think for other people who, it just sounds really cool. So there's going to be dance. There's going to be talking. I mean, I see Jason's going to be there. Um, so it's music yeah. and dance yep. and um, live pers- band. And poetry and video, 
What a lovely thing. Do you guys have um, anything else you're working on that you want to promote that is not, you know, quote unquote, sold out? (laughs) Well, Stages is doing all kinds of -of out-of-the-box family experiences for uh, young people to uh, do at home. Um, And Alive and Kicking, well, you guys are... You know, we started doing outdoor rehearsals for our cast members, and obviously the seniors are in the most vulnerable population right now. Um, We are also doing some virtual performances uh, that we are going to start releasing to um, some of these people that are just in total isolation in senior facilities. Um, You know, and there's a lot of them, their families can't even go in and see them. So we're in the process of trying to put some videos and some kind of sing, sing along things together so that these senior facilities can share them internally with their residents. And Julia, I would just say that if, if people have the resources of any amount or any kind, to support the arts organizations in the Twin Cities and yes. particularly Alive and Kickin' and Stages because um, that this is, a, this is a, an organization and a group that both of our organizations have been hit hard by this. Absolutely. So, Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. And, of course, aliveandkickingmn.org is um, your website, um, Michael. And then yeah. stagestheater.org. Um, Sandy is yours. And I just, I, I really, we all are missing that connection of local theater and sitting next to someone and climbing over someone to go to the bathroom. And, you know, I'm just, you know what I mean? You just think of the things that you miss smiling at someone or striking up a conversation with someone you don't know when it's okay without a mask. I mean, it's really something that you have to figure out how to love this right now because otherwise you're kind of screwed. So um, thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think we are one of few organizations that have tried to take that next little step. So it's um, important. It is important. I want to give you both a big, big hug. Oh, we feel it virtually. Good. I'm so glad that we got to talk today. And again, it's Stages Theater Company, and you talked about the video that's running outside your location, and you're downtown on um, Hopkins Main Street. Right on Main Street and Hopkins, yeah. Right, and so people can experience that. The performances are Friday and Saturday night at 6, and Saturday and Sunday at 2 in the afternoon. And um, just respect everybody and wear masks, because there are seniors that are going to be performing yep. with the youth. So I'm yeah. just so grateful that we got to talk to you guys. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I can't wait to see people in person again soon. Uh, no. We'll see you soon, I hope. Big smooch. Big smooch. Big smooch. Oh, gosh. That sounds like a cool event, doesn't it? It sounds amazing. Oh, gosh. And in the different conversations between when, when um, you know, they were talking about is that Michael's working with these seniors, yeah. their senior population, and their peacetime is no war. Yeah. And the youth, it's no bullying. Isn't that crazy? In that conversation that they're having between those two things. I mean, it really, it really puts in the fact that, I mean, I hate to say that it's a big part is the internet, but that, you know, online stuff. Oh. Is has changed the way people have new fears. I mean, it's, or just different ways of connecting. To totally, right? Now I that just, they need. Yeah, no, I just think that is very interesting and mm-hmm. awesome that they've connected. Yeah. They're both brilliant, of course. and the team working on it is brilliant. So that would just be something absolutely so cool, so cool. All right. So when we come back after that, we're going to do Hollywood speak, and mm. um, 
Oh my gosh. There is a lot to be said today. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood's speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, do you guys remember the movie Pretty Woman coming down the street? Remember Julia Roberts, Richard Gere? Yes, of course. Jason Alexander was Richard Gere's kind of attorney. Slimy. Slimy, big time. And he said his role in Dirty, or excuse me, Pretty Woman, (laughs) he said he got punched all the time in real life (gasps) based on being um, the, he played an, an insensitive lawyer, Philip Stuckey. In Pretty Woman, which came out 30 years ago, I literally just watched it last week. He says, quote, I was known around the world as an a-hole who tried to rape Julia Roberts, so women hated me. He'd walk down the street, they'd say mean things, he got punched many times, he got spit on one woman by someone, he said it was a really rough year. That's insane. (laughs) We cannot differentiate between acting. But, but why is he telling us this? Why does he want to tell us this oh, right now? What has he got coming out? There you go. There you go. Okay. We're getting better. We're, We're getting better. Are we? Mm. Are we? Be careful. Mm. Don't be so excited. Mm. Okay, Posh. Uh, Victoria Beckham has known, been known as Posh Spice for years. Of course. And she said um, she was given the name in 1996 when they were sitting having lunch with Peter Lorraine of Top... Top the Pops magazine mm. and the rest of the Spice Girls were sitting around and she said, um, I can't say it would have been my first choice, but ultimately she grew into it in her own terms. It's and she, perfect for her. And she said, I was young and shy and being posh helped me find my style and confidence in my voice. What else would she have been? Right. I, it seems so perfect. It's so perfect for her, right? I mean, it's absolutely. Our, our, our tennis team is called Spice Girls. And so we all have, I can't remember. You? My, I can't remember. I can't remember. It's probably fabulous spice. Spicy it's spice. It's probably fabulous. How many of the Spice Girls can you name, Julia? Um, Just practice for trivia tomorrow. What are you going to do? What are you really, really going to do? Um, <laughs> posh Spice. What do you want? What she you just, really, really want? Spice, spicy Spice. All right. No, okay, Poshy, <laughs> the Jockey, Spicy. Yeah, sporty. Was sporty. sporty. All, right. all right. Posh, Sporty, Spicy. I mean, like scary. Scary. Was someone had the name Scary Spice? What ginger, ginger. baby, is baby. But okay. how would you like to have the name Scary? Is that the, what was the name of the gal who was Scary Spice? It was Mel, Mel B. Mel B. B. What a horrible of all the things. Who wants to be called the scary one? She's the one who would just belt and just do awesome things. But yeah, I, I just if we were going to name our band, guys, I don't want the worst name. I'm just going to tell you guys that, even though I'm the oldest, so. I mean, I feel I'm like I, make sure that I always got put into Sporty Spice. Yes, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. But My I wife felt like calls me Sporty Spice if I ever wear like athletic pants. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Here comes Sporty Spice. That's amazing. Your wife sounds amazing. <laughs> that's really fun. Well, Posh, yeah. you know, has the Victoria Beckham line of clothing yes. and blah, blah, blah. But now she was, this came up because guess what? She's promoting her new line of Posh lipstick. What is it? Lipstick is deeply personal, according to uh, Victoria. It is always giving me confidence when I needed it and extra spice when I already had it. Mm. Each shade is inspired by a specific memory. And whilst, whilst the moments may have been my own, the energy and emotion is shared by all of us. Okay, seriously, 
If you can name your lipsticks based on a memory, I suppose I could, because I could name the color based on the years. I mean, when I was in college, um, Revlon, like pink 705 or something, this mm-hmm. frosted pink was all the rage. So so I could name like a song, you can place a song, you can remember where you are. Yeah. Based on a color, not the name of the lipstick. I could maybe remember. I can remember most of my lipstick names because they're Jeffree Star and they're insanely named. What is Jeffree Star? So Jeffree Star is lip stains and I have one that's Unicorn Blood. I have one that's Anna Nicole. Oh. I have one that's called Pretty Parts. So I, but that's because they stick out in my mind. And those He's are my a makeup three. artist. So this is, so yours are called, that is so. So funny. Unicorn Blood is like very dark and mysterious. Right. But I don't think I know, before they were named that. When did extreme, you start wearing Jeffree Star lipsticks, lip stains? Um, probably like four years ago. Are you wearing one right now? No, I'm not wearing anything right now. Because mm-hmm. you've seen the inside of my mask. Um, if you wore a <laughs> lipstick, the inside of your mask, it would be. It would be something, wouldn't it? I haven't put on a full face of makeup in a long time, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes put on mascara for you, so you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think? Um, I don't know how you Hollywood speak this, well, but oh yeah. I'm going to give it... Oh, do you have one for me? No, no, no. I, I, yeah. All right. Well, this is just something interesting. So I've met Keith Urban. Lori mm-hmm. and I have met him. We love him. I know. Like, And we met him at a very small, intimate... Um, press coverage he- of his movie, her movie, Australia. Yeah. Boslerman movie. And um, we met him in New York at the Paramount Theater. And we said we're from Minnesota. And Nicole took his arm and made him back up and come and meet us, which was so lovely. Is so, he just really nice or really attractive? Why do everything. you love all of it? Oh, okay. he's such he's such a great performer. His per, he's he's so good and he's just a good guy. I just love him. I do. So he talked about when he was performing in Vegas mm-hmm. and he was at a meet and greet. And I wish I would have thought about this, but he said someone in the meet and greet line asked me to sign their nose. Hmm. To which he says, "That's just plain weird. What's wrong with you?" I would think that's an upgrade because I would think back. Know that we can, but she said it. I'll dump out of it just to be sure. Unbelievable! <laughs> she's over there. She can't talk anymore because she's going to put on her mask, her non-offensive mask. That just came out so naturally, though. That was kind of fun. But sign my nose. I think that's funny. What, my, what's greasy. wrong with you? Seems greasy. Right? It wouldn't last. No. It wouldn't last. And plus, you have to scrub your face. All right, I've got one for you. All right. <laughs> I'm dying. Andy Cohen denies Caitlyn Jenner, Sophia Hudgens are joining RB, our Real Housewives of Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah, he's shutting down the rumors that Caitlyn Jenner or Sophia Hudgens are in talks to join next season. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know who either are, so I'm so relieved is all I'm going to say. You know who Caitlyn Jenner is? Who? Caitlyn Jenner. Who is she? It's Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, Julie, even I knew that one. Oh. oh. I've had you frazzled. But I mean, I was thinking of the kids, the Jenner kids. So, Okay. And then Sophia Hutchins. Okay, is his wait own thing. a minute. You know who that is. Yeah, I know, but I was thinking of children. Are you kidding me? Now I went like that. I, I don't know why. I just don't. Well, she's boring. Yeah, one hundred percent. When you brought this up 
when it came up last week, I was like, who's Caitlyn Jenner again? I mean, she, she's been I out forget. of the public eye. You know? You're yeah. having such an interesting, you know, awesome no. dialogue, whatever. You think that she'd be interesting and it's, it's no. too bad. No, 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 no. She's not interesting. No. So why is he shutting this down? Was he, is he because just, he just doesn't want to be. Does I don't, I, I'm just going to say. Like what my first answer was, I don't care because I don't know who they are, but now I do. So I have to find up something better. I'm just going to say, I still don't care. Still don't care. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. How about, um, here's one for you about, um, you know, we're going to do a deep dive coming up at the top of the hour, mm-hmm. but Mariah Carey is still dating her dancer, Brian Tanaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for okay. her. So he um, is celebrating her memoir that was released that, um, our gal here is almost done with, um, I almost said Donnie again. And here's what he posted on his Instagram account today. He said, the world gets to know you a whole lot more today. Witnessing you write, record, and create this masterpiece was magical. You inspire me all the time. I'm so happy for you. I'm so grateful to love and support you and all you do and that you chose me. How lucky am I? Congratulations, oh, babe. You did it. You did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because I'm reading her book. She deserves all the happiness and all the Don't hot you young think? men. Absolutely she does. And he's not like Madonna young. He's 37. Madonna's yeah. 25 year old. No. Yeah, I, I, I don't even care though. Like if she's got that, well, first off, we've talked about her stunted growth because she had her, you know, yep. a, a really rough childhood. I don't even care if she's with super young guys. She should she should just do whatever makes her the most happy. I love that. Yeah. I love that you support that. And finally, hmm. we touched on this yesterday, but uh, someone finally talked to an insider with Dancing with the Stars, why they changed up the lineup. And they said um, the reason why they got rid of Tom and Aaron, they weren't so bold as to say because the payroll was too high. Yeah. But they said we needed to evolve the show to feel fresh. And the changing of the host was all about evolution. This is what they're going to say to us when Lori and I get kicked out. Oh, shut it. The changing of the host was all about evolution. I was about making it. We needed to make the show feel fresh, feel younger, making it feel new. Write that down for when we take over, Brittany. I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to copy this you, line. Four o'clock on the Brittany and Rago show. I'm, I'm just going to give it to you so you don't have to compose. Thank you. Can you just copy and paste that as an email from me? <laughs> Done. Print. <laughs> now we know what they're going to say. All right, Pete team. We'll be back after a little quick break here. You're listening to My Talk, everything entertainment, all the time. By the way, we podcast, and you can take us everywhere with you.